Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in Betting, a Sports Garden Network production. We are your source for sports entertainment, incredible sports intelligence. And now, here's your host, Tom Barton. All right, everybody, welcome back. Believe in the Ivy League. Oh, what a topsy-turvy week we had, and everything is reset in the Ivy League. We're going to get into that. We're going to get into a little uh, Coach Bradley love for, for Princeton. We'll get into that as well. All of that. Guys, go check me out at TomBartonSports.com. Tom Barton Sports over on Twitter or the X, and TomBartonSports at gmail.com gets you in touch with the show. Now, we will be doing a college basketball preview show. It's going to be a special show. So we're going to continue, just so you know the programming, how we're going to do this uh, moving forward. Um, We will be doing a college football show and a college basketball show uh, starting, uh, you know, in in about two weeks as we move into college basketball season, okay? So we we may combine some weeks, but generally speaking, if you're a guy listening just for the college football portion, if I do a college basketball preview, that week I will still have – a college football show. So we're going to be able to go back and forth. I know a lot of college basketball fans really, really started to find me and find this uh, podcast because of what I do with the college basketball season. I've been really on point uh, for for even some betters out there that love to bet on, on the Ivy leagues. Um, you guys know Jay Cornegie from the, uh, from the Westgate on the live on the air uh, told me I was the best Ivy league handicapper in America. Right? So it's not a betting show, but I do give you guys, uh, you know, a little insight here or there that you could follow along. And a lot of college basketball guys really jump onto that. But I want to let you know, when I do the college basketball preview uh, for the Ivy League here, it's also going to have a regular show attached to it. And you could find that on the Believe Podcast Network. And you can find that uh, where where we are. You'll see it's going to be listed as a special show, uh, which would be the preview show. And then this would be the main show. All right. Look, I said there's turmoil. Why bury the lead, right? Go right into it. Harvard loses. Harvard goes down, which means they are now 2-1 in the Ivy Leagues, which means they are now 2-1 in the Ivy Leagues. Princeton's now 2-1 in the Ivy League. Penn's now 2-1 in the Ivy Leagues. Cornell is 2-1 in the Ivy Leagues. Dartmouth is 2-1. We have an absolute battle brewing for the Ivy Leagues. Look, for everybody else besides Harvard, this is a good thing, right? I mean, it, it's really, it's it's good to see. It's good to see the battle is out there. Everyone's kind of tied. Uh, but I, I know, look, so maybe my Crimson showing a little bit here, my favoritism for Crimson showing a little, and I try not to do that, but I wanted Harvard to go undefeated because I wanted the Ivy Leagues to have the a top 10 FCS team, which I thought that they should have been. I was pushing for that hard. I thought that they could end the season undefeated and really give uh, the Ivy Leagues more of a notice. Okay, well, that dream is dead, and we go back and we look at a bunch of teams now are sitting back at 2-1, and one, and a bunch of teams are kind of tied at the top at 2-1. and one. Well, Harvard goes down 21-14 in Princeton. Princeton's a team that we talked about. Their defense has been on point all season. Their defense really led the way in this one as well. Harvard came in scoring like 40 points a game. Uh, the Princeton defense has really not had problems all season long. Look, they give a 12 to San Diego, 16 in a loss to Bryant, but look, 16. Columbia, they held them to seven. Lafayette, in a loss, they held them to 12. The only team that really went uh, a little bit crazy on them was Brown, who scored 28. So this defense really stepped up, and they did exactly what they needed to do. Harvard, meanwhile, they had their worst offensive game. 
I don't want to sit back and blame anybody particularly, um, but Harvard had some problems in this game, right? I mean, you look at the box score, and you don't have to go any further than that. You don't have to watch this game to look at the box score and say, Charles DePrima, who won Ivy League Player of the Week two weeks ago, one touchdown, three interceptions, guys. Right? I mean, the, the turnovers were the problem here. You cannot play a team like this. And I don't care that, uh, you know, they, they didn't have big passing numbers. They didn't even rush for more than 83 yards. I, I don't care about any of that. Um, they lost a fumble. Well, well, they fumbled, but they didn't lose. Um, uh, Bartum had an interception, right, on, on that side. But DePrima was the guy. As much as you want to he praise upon him, DePrima was the guy. You cannot make this mistake against this kind of defense on the road in this spot. So congratulations to Princeton for forcing that. And Harvard, look, you know what you have, to, you have to do. You have to secure the ball. And if you go up against a tough defense, clearly it's a little bit different here. Penn, Yale. I told you, I, I was a little nervous about this game if, I, if I'm Yale. And to be able to fold a 2-1 and one in the Ivies, I don't want to say that they're out of it because now Harvard has come back to the pack. I don't want to say they're out of it, but they are a clear disadvantage because now they're chasing so many teams with such a short season to go. Sayin was fantastic. 364 and two touchdowns. Penn is right in this conversation. Uh, you look at what Penn has done. Penn came in. I think a lot of people kind of, uh, and a lot of the publications had them as maybe the fourth best team. Penn came in. They stumbled against Dartmouth or they'd be undefeated. And they stumbled against Dartmouth in a game that they lost by three points. So you could be looking at this Penn team as potentially, I mean, on paper, are they the best Ivy League team out there? Are they the best? They may not have the best record right now, but they're three points away from being the best team. Yeah, I think you really have to look at that, and especially going on the road against Yale, the presumed favorite of this conference going on. I, I know they haven't played that way, but going on the road and getting a road win is a huge win for Penn. Don't overlook what Penn could do this year and what they can do moving forward. because You start to now look at the schedule's moving forward, and you go, okay, who's going to be the team that takes this, right? Who's going to be the team that, that doesn't have another slip-up? They get Brown. They'll be favored there at home. Cornell, even though they're 2-1, they'll be favored there at home. But they have to go to Harvard in what could be a very, very important game. And then Princeton back at home. But they get three of the next four games at home. They should win the next two, and they'll be favored in the next two. That Harvard game is circled on my calendar and definitely on Penn's calendar. Brown, Cornell, Cornell wins this one, 36-14. Cornell, uh, we know the story. Look, the guy under center is just fantastic. And Wilcox is great uh, for, for Brown. He had a, a good rushing uh, year, but we know what, what Cornell is. And Cornell is a high-flying team that has a dual-threat quarterback that you could argue is the best player in this conference. Cornell is 3-3, three and three, but Cornell is 3-3, three and three, and they're first in the Ivy League. Okay, they have a win at Yale. So you want to talk about an impressive win at Yale. They have a win at Yale. They have this win against Brown. They have a loss against Harvard. The problem is, for me, is that their schedule in the next two weeks really gets very tough. They take on Princeton this week and then at Penn. They also have to go to Dartmouth and take on Columbia, which is a back-to-back. Look, they're favorites, but I wouldn't say layup games either. Speaking of Dartmouth-Columbia, Dartmouth wins 20-9. to the Columbia offense just can't seem to get it done right now. And Columbia falls to 0-3 in the Ivies. We kind of thought that. But I want to give them a little credit. They came out of the gates. Uh, they had an early lead, and then things shut down. Dartmouth, meanwhile, they go 2-1. And, and Dartmouth is that team that you knew that they were going to live and die on their defense. We talked about it in the offseason. Their defense has let them down at times, right? Their losses, they give up 24 to New Hampshire. Okay, that's fine. New Hampshire's a tough team in New Hampshire. Give up 31 to Yale and 27 to Colgate. That's a problem. In their wins, 
28, 17, and 19 points. I'm not sure who this Dartmouth team is. I know they want to lean on their defense, but can they continue to lean on that? All right, let's move over to this week. We have four games. Brown-Penn will be the Friday night game on ESPNU. It's a, it's a game Penn has to win. It's a game that they will be favored in as well. It might be an emotional game for them uh, where you have a short week off of a big win. You, you have a Friday night game. I mean, there is a lot that could go wrong here for Penn, and I wouldn't be laying a, a big number. I, I think Vegas will put up a big number here, but I won't be laying a big number against them. Wilcox is still very dangerous. 12 touchdowns on the year in just six games. He's got almost 2,000 yards passing in only six games. This is going to go to the air and go to the air often. It's going to be an interesting battle for Penn. I don't think this is the layup that people believe that it will be. I think Brown can hang in this game because of those factors. They have a high-flying quarterback that can get it done. It's going to be a short week. It's going to be a Friday night game at night after, after a big win. A lot of things set up, and for my sports betting handicapping brain uh, that Brown would be the play. I think Penn walks away with a win, but I don't think it's as easy as you think it's going to be. Yale, Columbia, it's at Yale. Here here we go. Look, there's no room for error here. Grooms, with his 14 touchdowns in six games, has got to get it done here for Yale. Get them back to 500, and then you could start to talk about who are you chasing and how can you get back into this thing. Yale has it in front of them. Look, their their season isn't dead. It's, it's, It's on life support, but it's not dead. They're going to be favored in that. If they beat Columbia, they'll be 2-2. Two and two. They have at Brown, at Princeton, Harvard. I mean, the guys that they have to beat, the teams they have to beat are all still coming up. That's why I don't like Yale season because I don't think that they can beat those teams. I don't think that they're on that level of beating those teams, but they have them in front of them. If you're a coach speaking, you want to have that conversation. Yeah, they have them in front of them. Princeton, Cornell, here we go, 2-1, and 2-1. One, and one. one of these teams is going to be eliminated uh, from the 2-1 and one race. So we have... You know, what do we have? Uh, right now, we have five teams at top sitting at two and one. Uh, Dartmouth, Harvard, Princeton, Cornell, they both play each other. So at the most, we're going to uh, have two teams at two and two and three teams moving at, at uh, three and one. And if Penn goes down, we could be back to two teams at a two-team race that quickly. So Princeton goes on the road. Here we go. Another emotional win. Now you go on the road. You go on the road against a high-flying team and a dual-threat quarterback. That is a tough spot for Princeton. Princeton's defense is going to be able to uh, to do a lot of good things, as they always do. But they're going up against a dual-threat quarterback on the road who can present problems. I think this is the most intriguing game of the day. Uh, this can be a real, uh, as they call it, like a slobber knocker. I mean, this could be one of those games where, where you look at and you go, I, whoever has the ball last because the defenses are playing so well uh, in a spot 2017, something like that. I think it's a close, close game. Dartmouth, Harvard, what do you do if you're, you know, Harvard? You, you have a two-on-one team coming in. Now you're back at home. How do you respond to this, right? DePrima has been Harvard's everything on offense, right? He leads the team in passing. He leads the team in rushing. He is their all-everything. Coming off of his first bad game. And it was not a bad game. It was a brutal game. I mean, an absolutely brutal game. It was a game that showed all of his problems and all of the concerns that we had moving on this season when we talked about him in the preseason as being maybe the guy that could either propel them or hold them back. Well, he's propelled them for five games, held them back last week. How does he bounce back? I think Harvard is at home, okay? Um, that right there is enough to for me to say, yeah, they will bounce back. But it's also this offense. You can look like we talked about, about Dartmouth. At times, their defense has played really well, but they gave up 31 to Yale. They gave up 27 to Colgate. I think Harvard gets back on the scoring ways. 
you just kind of went up against it. And they were able to still move the ball against Princeton. It was the turnovers that were the problem. Or Harvard, 45, 34, 38, 41, 48. And then last week, 14. One of these things is not like the other. I think they get back into the scoring, maybe not into the 40 range, but I think they get back into that 35 range and Harvard should win that game. I am very curious to see what the line will be on that game as well. Uh, Guys, before we take off, uh, I do want to mention something. Coach Bradley, uh, Princeton head coach, uh, put put this out on Twitter, and I love it. He said, Princeton against uh, Princeton in the World Series. Mike Hazen, Chris Young, general managers for both of the World Series team. They will compete for the title. Both of them are former players of his. Well, congratulations to Coach Bradley. Congratulations to Princeton. That's pretty cool. It's not even player against player. You're talking general manager against general manager, which is really, really cool. Ivy League's absolutely representing in the World Series. All right, guys, it's going to do it for me. Next week, uh, we might talk a little college basketball, and then we will do keep an eye out for our big college basketball preview. Enjoy the week. We are uh, we're going to have a good final here, good final month of the season with all these teams tied at the top. I'm Tom Barton, everybody. Have a very good week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.